Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever, wherever you're watching this, this is Freedom Wave Podcast, episode four, I think. Yeah, episode four. Um, today's episode, like most episodes um was unplanned ish like I just planned it so a little way how this works is in the past the un um uploaded episodes were just me getting revelation through scripture <laughs> and me getting really excited about it and then me like voice memoing it as whatever the Holy Spirit downloaded in my spirit, I would just press record on voice memo and I'll be like, This is crazy and then <laughs> I would uh, say that I was going to upload it to the podcast, but never did because it was just really unprofessional. A lot of some of the other stuff that I had, so I just never uploaded it. But maybe someday I will. Like I said, maybe towards the season I'll upload like one or two as a bonus episode. Um, why? Because they're so good. Um, like, there's just some stuff that, like, almost, like, all my episodes, um, it's just stuff that I can't come up with. It's just stuff that, um, the Lord kind of leads me to share, truthfully. Um, so that's why... I do it like that. But I'm going to be real. This episode, um, was really not supposed to be an episode for real. Um, because I was just reading my Bible and came across this story. So let's talk about it. The stiff-necked children of Israel. Shout out to them. Stiff-necked children of Israel. Now, uh, what really takes me out every single time is our Heavenly Father did not play about his kids and still doesn't. The Word of God says judgment will come to the house of the Lord first. Um, that means... When Papa comes home and them dishes ain't clean, there is consequences. But it's different because it's spiritual consequences. It's like a heavy-weighted consequence because unlike your real earthly mother or father giving you more than, I mean less than, I don't know, five to eight hours or something like that. Let's say roughly 
three to five hours to clean the dishes when they're away doing whatever they're doing. God gives you like a lifetime. <laughs> he, literally, he literally gives you like your whole life to like kind of get it together. And most of it, like he'll wait years and extend. The Bible says he's slow to anger, slow to wrath, like years, years. Um, if the audio sounds different, I have a mic now. Mike came in for the ministry. I uh, so I'm using this for now, but I'm gonna also get a dedicated podcasting mic for my setup and stuff like that. I'm really excited about all this stuff because I'm very nerdy, techy. I'm off topic, but it's okay. I just really wanted to like share that. Um, and if you're listening to this, and I'm still in need of this, some of the stuff. Like I said, you can go ahead and donate, and it'll be much appreciated, and it'll be a blessing to this ministry, just whatever the Lord leads you to share. Um, Yeah. But back to the analogy, uh, God gives you, like, a lifetime to kind of get it together. Um, So I see sometimes, like, a lot of people make the contrast between the Old Testament God and the New Testament God. To me, I don't know why there's such a stark contrast as in terms of a lot of people are like, the Old Testament God is like y'all don't y'all don't want none of this Old Testament. Y'all don't want none of this New Testament either. I don't know why people make it seem like the judgments of Revelation does not exist. People don't make it seem like he did not open up the earth and swallow whole entire men. People make it seem like men just did not just drop dead for grieving and lying to the Holy Spirit. Um, There was a couple things that happened that was very Old Testament. I mean, it was very Old Testament, but it was in the New Testament. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, And I'm not just saying that just to say that like he shows it he proves it it's through scripture it, like so yes old testament god flooded the earth and destroyed a city um but old testament god also reminds you that he's he flooded the earth and destroyed a, <laughs> destroyed a city um literally uh there's a scripture where jesus jesus is like uh the, i can't remember which one it was but it was it was jesus basically saying like um, you need to leave that city because if if you stay there too long, it's worse. It's worse if you stay here than in the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah or something like that. And I read that and I was like, y'all don't, y'all clearly don't understand that. Um, he don't forget. Neither did we. So uh, there's a there's a consistency here. There's not a inconsistent like New Testament God it gives more chances than Old Testament God I think it was quite the God is just the same right um I think with Old Testament God though to be fair um 
y'all didn't know him yet. That's that's, that's what it's it's giving. We don't know you. Like we like it's giving like you're our God and we're getting to know you and like here here we like and here we are now we know you type thing. So now we know what to expect. Um, if you hear a fan, don't mind that. That's my. I shouldn't have pointed out because you probably wouldn't really care or notice, but that's my computer. Um, yeah, MacBooks for some reason have to sound like a F-150 taking, I don't know. It just literally sounds like a whole entire airport landing and taking off. Apple do something about that. It's spent too much money on this MacBook for you to fry eggs on it when it gets hot, but it's okay. Um, The consistency of God is the same. Uh, the thing about it is, um, okay, 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 okay. So a lot of people make that stark difference, um, but he is slow to anger um, because when we, and I talked about this, I think in episode one, when we look at God, um, he is a righteous judge. He's just not a heavenly father. He's just not like, he's not one dimensional. Like, in fact, there's multiple dimensions of him that we cannot even fathom or nor we can understand. Very complex. And nor should we try to sit down and figure it all out because we can never and we will never. Um, At least in this life, I mean. But I'm saying something. Yeah. Um, not one-dimensional, yes, multi-complex. Um, the reason why I say that is because it, he wears the hat also of, I think I said this in a, another episode about God having multiple hats. I don't know why, I don't know which one it was, though, or if I ever put it out, but uh, he wears the hat also of a righteous judge, um, a holy judge. Like, we, we on earth, we're not used to that because we have corrupt judgment because corrupt man is judging other corrupt men so it's like you're not going to get a fair and then a lot of them are child a lot of them are um ruled by spirits like the whole courtroom will be ruled by spirit and you don't even know it unless you have a spiritual eye to see it but that's a whole other conversation so with that being said God is not that. God is holy, righteous, just, perfect. Him and sin in the same sentence don't exist. Um, He is the creator of all. His judgment makes sense all the time. His judgment would make sense in this situation. Let's turn to Exodus 33. You see how it transitioned like that? Exodus 33 uh, let's look. Lord said to Moses, I'm reading from ESV if you want to turn to it. Depart, go up from here. You and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land which I sworn to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your offspring, I will give. Uh, wait, 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 wait. 
Okay, no, I'm in the right chapter. Sorry, I just had to make sure. Sorry. Uh, saying to your offspring, I will give it. Um, I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the per, um, Perizzites, the Hevitites, the Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way for your stiff-necked people. I skipped something. I think I was supposed to go towards the end. The only reason why I'm not reading from my Bible, because I was reading from my Bible directly, and reading from my the, the app is because I don't want to, too much movement with the mic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I skipped ahead. My part. My fault. <laughs> what? Um, it is early on my end when I'm recording this. So if you hear me say things that are like, Elisha, what? That's because it's 3 a.m. in the morning. Um... Okay, okay, okay. I guess let's do the full context story. Um, so, I'm going to just read it. Yeah, I'm going to just read it from 30, 33 to 30, no, 32 to 33. And then I'm going to explain what we're talking about today. I, did, I don't think I said the title of today's episode, which you could probably already read it. Sacrifice um, needed for service. Hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> super clever because the first episode that we did was obedience is better than sacrifice but this is about to get good I'm very excited about this I don't know why I mean I do know why but okay so Exodus 32 chap, um, verse 1 chapter 32 verse 1 of the book of Exodus when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain the people gathered gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him up make us gods who shall go before us as for this Moses the man who has brought us up um, out of the land of Egypt we do not know what has become of him um, so before I even should I go further and then explain no yeah I'm gonna explain real quick um so this was on my heart when I was reading this yesterday um so I work from home so it makes reading my word while working every now like one of the times where I'm not working easy like I can you know multitask do that um so I was reading this while working yesterday. Just had to make that a, a point. <laughs> I don't know why. And I, the first thing that the Spirit of the Lord revealed to me was a lack of faith. Um, without faith, you cannot please God. They were looking towards tangible, physical man, Moses, who brought them out um, to... to be in communication with or to receive guidance from not tangible to them, not physical to them, God, who they can't see, nor do they hear clearly. Um, but through Moses, do they hear and see? 
Um, what's so interesting is we see the fact that <laughs> um, where do I want to go with this? I think there's a a part in Exodus early. I'm not sure which chapter where God legitimately actually says that he will make, let me search it up. He'll make Moses like God to them. So not like God, like as in terms of Moses is their God, but as a God representative. We all know what, what, when God said that, what he meant, right? Um, let's look at that real quick. Let me find, see if I can find that. Um, no, it's actually, he said this in reference to Pharaoh. I think. So he said, and the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you like a God to Pharaoh. Okay. Yeah, it was to Pharaoh and your brother shall be your prophet. Um, so basically extending like whatever, um, the closest that Moses is going to no, the closest that Pharaoh was going to see, um, God was through Moses essentially. Um, and then Aaron is going to be the prophet, like the mouthpiece that speaks. So, um, because Moses was, God flowed his power through Moses, uh, and Moses was able to perform signs and miracles. Um, so the reason why I had to bring up that verse, because it stick out to me, because um, it's interesting. That was, that, that command that God gave was for Pharaoh was in reference to Pharaoh. Moses, God told Moses, I'm going to make you like, behold, I'm going to make you like a God to Pharaoh. In the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord said to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like, <laughs> come on, New Living. I love New Living Translation. I'll make you seem like, this is exactly what I'm trying to say, um, God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Um, and the whole reason why God said that was because the signs and miracles and wonders that he would do through Moses and the fact that the only way that Pharaoh would ever get communication with God would be through Moses. So it, he would be seem like God, right? Um, but notice how God said that he's going to make him seem like God to Pharaoh, he never said he was going to make him seem like God to the children of Israel, but somehow the children of Israel gained that too because of the leadership that they were under, which was Pharaoh. I have an excellent sermon coming about, um, oh, I don't even know if I want to. It's, I'm not trying to be like, I don't want to spoil it. No, but like, it's just, it's so good. Um, I have an excellent sermon coming about the wilderness of sin, the children of Israel, uh, and the journey in the wilderness. And um, what's the other verse that I was going to use? Lord, help me. Cain and Abel. Cain is going to be a part of that. So it's it's about to be popping in here, and I'm very excited um, because when, when messages like that come, 
it's just only proof to like it increases my faith like it's like the stuff like that is like I could never Elisha Brown is on the slow bus in my mind in my mind I don't care what any any of y'all say Elisha Brown is on the slow bus in my mind (laughs) so when I come across text like that that is able to match it just is just a proof proof more proof of God to me like when text is able to match up like that so integratively I think that's the word um and it it fits like puzzle pieces and it makes sense and uh it has just such like a clear message it's like yeah this is the Holy Spirit this is nobody else I can never even I think I said this on the podcast before but I could just never even think of this stuff um the children of Israel (sighs) took pieces of uh the culture of Egypt when they left, obviously serving other gods and needing to see physical, tangible things. They, the faith was lacking. They obviously did not have the faith of their forefathers, um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, but through Moses, um, Moses was able to intercede on their behalf. So I want to continue the story just for those who don't know it um, and just to better explain my point. Um, the reason being is because the reason why I stopped is because I want I wanted you to get that. There was a lack of faith because they sat here and they said, uh, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this, Moses, the man who has brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. They need to see something. They need to see something. And the man that only, the only man that had communication with God in that whole entire camp, like that, for real, for real, other than, well, Aaron, Aaron, because it trickled, well, that's another story, but... (laughs) My thought process is trickled down from Moses into Aaron, but whatever. Um, was Moses direct communication with God? Heard the voice of the Lord clear? Moses, right? Um, Moses went on top of that mountaintop, baby, for 40 days. 40 days. 40 days. I believe the text says, so the text doesn't call it a fast, I don't think. Um, let me see. I, I'm like I'm a big fact checker when it comes to biblical stuff. I don't want to tell y'all stuff that don't make no sense. But um, the text don't call it a 40-day fast, I don't think. I don't think. Like I said, I don't think. Um yeah, but in the Old Testament, a lot of a lot of the times they don't even call it fast unless it's like direct, direct. Like uh, in the Book of Esther, that was like a, a legitimate fast, um, where she called a fast, or like when Jezebel called a fast. That's an interesting one, which I will get into another day. Um, but it just says so. He was there for forty days. And forty nights, and he neither ate bread nor drank water. He wrote the wrote on the tablets, um, the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. 
So uh, the dedication to God was real. The dedication to the Lord was real. And that's why he heard the Lord so clearly. Him and the Lord had a relationship. Um, But I want to talk about why the children of Israel lack that, okay? So Aaron said to them, this is verse 2 of Exodus 32. Aaron said to them, take off the rings of the gold that are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of the gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Um, to me, it's so interesting when I read this. I like I read this like three times because I was like, they said because it says they said that everybody come on and like one agreement with this. Like no, <laughs> like I was expecting like mo- like like Aaron or like they had to give a specific. Nobody, just everybody came in one agreement. Like they said all together. Like these are our gods. But specifically, these are your gods. So to me, I always wondered what the they were because the they specifically spoke to the rest of them. You see what I mean? And they were like, these are your gods. So whoever led that, other than Moses, I mean, other than Aaron, obviously, um, obviously declared to the people that these are, these are uh, their gods. And... Uh, when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. Ooh, altars. Now, that's a whole other conversation. We can, we can get into a deep, deep discussion about altars. Um, I didn't even pick this up the first time I read it. Like, I, I did, but, like, I kind of, like, skipped over it because I didn't even. They built an altar before it. Baby, do you know what a, Altars invoke spirits. Okay, this is, this is, okay. Altars invoke spirits. So just like when Abraham made an altar to the one and true living God, it invoked it, the spirit of God. And that's why God attributed the faith of Abraham to his generations because God was the God of Abraham, thus God being the God of all of Abraham's descendants because of that altar. Sorry for that knock that you just heard. Um, yeah, but we don't. So this is why it was very, 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 very. So we're going to see God's reaction very soon. Um, because at first, when I read this, I kind of skipped over the altar part. Like, I understand God was mad because of the graven image of the calf. Like, why are you, why are you worshiping like a... I know we all think about that, but the altar is actually 
the other than the calf, the other than them worshiping a graven image, y'all, I need you to get this. They were they broke they built an altar. Um, if you're from the Caribbean or you know anything about deliverance or anything about any of that stuff, altars invoke spirits. I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think I have to say anything else. <laughs> I don't think I have to explain this any deeper. Like I said in one of my other podcasts, if you need me to explain this, go ahead and DM me. Um, like, I'm serious. Like, I'll break it down for you. Altars invoke spirits. I don't think I need to say anything more. So, when you're serving the one true living God who is jealous and doesn't want you to serve any other gods... like the creator of the universe like he's trying to get his one and only begotten son through your bloodline through your generations and you're sitting here like corrupt building altars to other gods yeah so here's here's here here we go um when Aaron saw this he built an altar before it Sad mistake. Listen, honestly, I'm gonna be real. I'm. I will be so real with you. They could have said that that golden calf was their god. It's all hearsay until the altar is built. You don't believe me? Moses built an altar and made sacrifice. I, not Moses. Um, Abraham built an altar and made sacrifices, and thus the relationship with the one true living God was invoked upon his generations. They could have made it, it, this is just, it would have been all fine and dandy until you made that altar. Because then you're literally inviting other spirits. So the same spirits that, that, that um, the people in Egypt were serving and worshiping, Them, those, those spirits, or any other spirit that is not of God, any under clean, unclean spirit, could come through that altar and present themselves to be your God and defile you. That's really that's some serious stuff. Listen, I didn't used to know a lot about altars. Um, we could we'll probably do like a, a episode about that. Um, I didn't used to know a lot about that in the past. I come to learn a lot. And there's a lot of that's a, there's a reason why God wants us to uh, stay away from witchcraft and tarot and all it's defilement of, de, of demonic spirits. Simply put, it's defilement. Um, but we can do another episode about that like later. So, uh, so Aaron built an altar before it, and. It, Ooh, I'm like, every single time I read that, I'm just like, dang, Aaron. <laughs> like, I'm just, I just, like, shake my head. I'm just like, dang, Aaron. Like, really? Like, it's like, bro, you could have, listen, I'm being so real with y'all. Like, I, I'm staying on this a little bit too long, but everything was fine and dandy. The moment you build the altar, you don't understand the altar is, like, written in the spiritual realm as, like, 
you could whatever whatever you build the altar to which was obviously not god because god was on the mountaintop with moses giving y'all commandments so it was somebody else that you're building the altar to lord knows and whatever you build that altar to that has a legal right to you spiritually that's why it's a problem um, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. They rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. Oh, wow. Okay. And the people sat down <laughs> to eat and drink and rose up to play. I don't like that. What does that mean? <laughs> what does the rose up to play thing mean? Okay, um, and the Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. You, notice the language. Notice the language. Similar to defiled. Have corrupted themselves. Okay, they have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it. That's another thing. That's another thing. The sacrifices. You see, okay, so here's the thing. I know we don't get it because we're in an age where the ultimate sacrifice was the cross and we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but there's sacrifices that we even make in our Christian walk. A lot of us don't realize that. We have the sacrifices that we make to God because there's a lot of things that we, even now, will make our gods in this age. Um, we don't even we don't even conceptualize that unless we get really really close to God and and the Holy Spirit starts convicting us and revealing to us like yo you do this a little bit too much like do you not trust me and it's like wait I didn't even think about it that way, um, so you it's a really honestly there's like a faith thing it's like what is it what do you, what do you put more more faith and trust in to give you comfort pleasure presence joy peace over God. It's just, it's just, that's what I came to notice when it comes to making other things your God or making other, like, other things, like, hab it can be stuff from habits to, like, technology to just, like, routines. Like, there's so many other things that you can make your God people um, because it will cause you comfort over the fact that you could just go to God because there's when you develop a relationship with God where you start going to him about things that bother you you realize that's why you make other things your God because on the other end when you're in the world you when you started to go to God about things that bothered you um well when you didn't go to God about things that bothered you um those things that you put in place of God provided you comfort. So for some people it's smoking and drinking and, you know, and then for some people it's binge watching a whole new show on Netflix. For some people it's uh, pornography. For some people it's social media. For some people it's talking on the phone or going to a friend or, or hanging out with a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. So Whatever you put in place of 
however you can cope with your trauma or however you can cope with whatever made you upset. That's the pray without ceasing thing. Um, a lot of people think like pray without ceasing is like you constantly, how do you, how do I constantly pray? Like how am I constantly on my knees and stuff like that? It's just in constant conversation with God. Prayer is just conversation with God. A respectful, reverential conversation, obviously, but prayers are conversation with the Lord. Um, so when you turn aside and you don't particularly um, center focus and it, it this is a this is for us listen for everybody it's very different um, I made a video recently on TikTok uh, this beautiful young lady was you know expressing her emotions how she doesn't really delight in the law of the Lord and to me, I had to just give my response because from the bottom of my heart, I wanted to share, like, that is something that um, we all go through and we all understand at some point in time. We, not all of us were always saved. We didn't come out of the womb saved. Some people act like that, but kudos to them. Self-righteousness is, looks great on you. Um, we didn't come out of the womb saved. So when it comes, when it comes, actually we come out of the womb opposite. We came in shaped in iniquity, um, born into sin. But um, our whole entire uh, thought process on delighting in the law of the Lord is not even relational sometimes because of the self-righteousness that runs around. And I had to realize this even in myself. Like, Lord spoke to me recently. I said this the other day about pride. Like, there's a lot of self-righteousness that stems when you believe that you're doing everything right for God. And then you just start lacking the faith that God is just doing everything right for you instead of you just doing everything right for him. Um, and then I'm not saying there's no um, right way to serve the Lord or there's no right way to obey God. Like, obviously there is. Um, obeying him, keeping his commandments, keeping his word. But I think there's a thin line of slipping into self-righteousness and religion and think we're getting it right because we're, we're, we're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's when we're not listening to the voice of God. That's very important. Um, uh, somebody was talking about on TikTok uh, last night before I went to bed, I, I saw this TikTok that was talking about sins of omission and commission, like the sins of uh, the regular sins that we know, like to don't do, don't drink, don't drive, don't, don't drink, don't drive, don't, please don't drink, don't drive, but uh, don't drink, don't smoke, don't, cuss, all that stuff, but we don't talk about the sins of omission, like giving up your own will to God, obeying his voice, listening to what he's actually saying and obeying that, and I've been struggling with that. I think we see so much of, um, we see so much of the self-righteousness uh, that people don't ever see the truth, and the truth of the matter is we're all one in the body of Christ, just trying to obey the the word of the Lord and just trying to obey his voice. And he's the one who's going to guide us through it. He's the one who's going to, he knows our ins and outs. He knows 
our mistakes and our faults and we can't really go to other people like other people's testimonies can aid us in faith to an extent but we can't really go and replicate or duplicate other people's testimonies because it's going to um end up in imposter syndrome that's not who you are and god never called you to be that person god called you to be you for your specific destiny your specific purpose with your specific relationship with him he wants you to listen to him and not listen to the voice of others take the advice of others when needed when he's commissioning you to receive it but not rely on it and i think self-righteousness is something that um i can see creeping up in this generation of new believers I could see it creeping up. I could see it creeping up. And we need to have a, a big discussion, like a big panel discussion about that. I don't know where I would have that, but um, because it's, it's that's detrimental. And we don't ever want to feel like, because that's the, that's, a sne- that's the sneakiest way for the enemy to get in. Like when you just feel like you're just doing it all right. And then when you do it wrong, 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 you you want to like run away, like like the farthest you can from God because you believe that the whole entire time you were doing it right because it was on your own merit, right? Um, it's just, it can go like that sometimes. Let me fast forward because I want to actually get to what I came on here to talk about today. Um, so God was like, my, my anger is burning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Lord knows I have a um, a joyous heart for his word and a joyous heart for him. So in conversation of this stuff, I'm going to always have a little chuckle or two. Sorry. Um, no, but he was burned with anger and he was literally about to destroy them. And I, I remember reading this uh, earlier and I was literally asking the Lord, I was like, are you really gonna? And he was like, yeah. The Holy Spirit just told me, like, yeah, yeah. And it was Moses that, and this is why the word of God says remind him of his word. Because um, God, God don't bluff. Like, remind him of his word, please. Please. This is why it's important for us to remind him, remind him of his word. Because he had all the right to take them out. He had all the right like because basically they violated his covenant when you think about it so he had all the right to take them out however he did not and that's the story of christ is it not like we are the church the bride he's the husband and and several times we we walk around acting like a harlot fondling with other gods and fondling with the world and Christ never left us. Christ never gave up on us. Christ never threw in the towel and said, I'm not going to die on the cross for y'all because y'all are raggedy and annoying and you don't keep my word or my commandments. No, he stuck it through. Um, The obedience to the Father was there. um, And the love for the bride was also there, which is the church, which is us. So um. I want to get to the part that I think we need to talk about the most in this situation. Um, 
So give me one moment. Okay, so the moment uh, we all have been waiting for, discussing the topic of sacrifice needed for service. Um, so if you look to Exodus 32, verse 25, when Moses saw that the people had broken loose from Aaron, for Aaron had let them break loose to the derision of their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, put your sword on your side each of you, and go to and fro from gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day, about 3,000 men of the people fell. And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for service of the Lord, each one at the cost of his son and his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. Um, that was the center focus of this whole conversation. Uh, so... To go back a little bit, because I know I skip ahead. Um, I don't know if I addressed this already because something happened where I had to fix my computer and stuff like that. So I kind of paused um, and forgot where I left off. But um, Moses came and found them. So God, God burned with anger and said, get him before I do. Moses... <laughs> Moses went and found them, and he burned with anger, and he dropped the, the Ten Commandments, and they cracked. The Bible said he cracked on the ground, and he he went to Aaron, and he said, um, let's see. Ooh, 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 ooh. Why did I lose it? Uh, I think specifically he said, what did he was like what did you what did they do to you that you here it is he said what did this people do to you that you have brought such great sin upon them so i'm sorry i'm sorry moses said aaron what did they do to you that you would want to set them up like this because it was a setup if we all read it the way that it's supposed to be it's it really looked like a setup it was like Aaron, now you know. This was your grand idea? All right. So uh, he said, you know the people um, that they are set on evil. <laughs> it's just the Old Testament is filled, is littered with pointing fingers. It's littered with pointing fingers. I, I'm not going to even give you the examples because I want you to read it yourself and, 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 and like think about what I said and then go, go back and read it and start, start seeing all everybody being like, 
no, but it was this person. No, but it was that person. Like no form of like, I mean, there, there's, there's people who, 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 you know, uh, humble themselves before the Lord and repent and the Lord honors those people. And it, in the, in the uh, old Testament shows that, however, it's littered with a lot of folks being like, it wasn't me. Like, platinum, best-selling single, Shaggy, it wasn't me. Like, they don't, they can't comprehend taking accountability um, in the Old Testament. That just doesn't exist. Uh, he was like, you know the people that they were selling evil for, they said to me, make us gods who shall go before us as for this Moses um, the man who brought us, and then now he's blaming Moses because he's like, look, because you were all up, up, up in, the, in the mountains. And what was I supposed to do? So I said to them, take your gold off. Let's throw it in the fire and let's make you a calf. And Moses, uh, you know, so I read that part. Moses broken, uh, saw that the people had broken loose, and then you saw what he did. Why is this significant? Um, the Lord revealed to me when reading this, and I just came out of reading this, and I didn't plan on doing a podcast today. I really didn't, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I was just reading because I I just love the word of God. <laughs> but I was like reading, and then uh, I came to this revelation by the Holy Spirit Sacrifice is needed for service. Why? If you look earlier in the chapters, um, it's we see that the sons of Levi are the only ones that gathered around, because it would have said otherwise. The Bible would have said otherwise. The account would have written otherwise. But the sons of Levi were the only ones that gathered around Moses when he said, um, who is on the Lord's side, come to me. The sons of Levi came. Get this, when you look earlier in the chapters, um, Moses, uh, when the Lord is speaking to Moses, the Lord says that he wants Aaron. And I didn't understand this when I first read it because I just had to keep reading and then it made sense later on why he wanted Aaron and his sons. He wanted Aaron and his sons to be priests, right? Um... And I kind of just was like, why? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't understand. I was like, what? Why does he want Aaron and his sons to be priests? And um, I realized that Aaron and his sons, I went back and I realized that Aaron and his sons are of the tribe of, as I think this is how you say it, the tribe, the sons, same thing, of the sons of Levi. So God already, and this is, oh, just I love the Lord. I'm sorry. I just love the Lord and his word. He already knew what was to come. He already knew. He already saw um, before anyone else saw. He knew the, the golden calf didn't take him by surprise. It just made him mad, but, but it didn't take him by surprise. He knew he saw, and he set before Moses. He literally told Moses chapters before, while he was up there on the mountain for 40 days, he said, 
Aaron and his sons are going to be priests. And you're going to, you're going to, he, he gave a meticulous detail. I was um, reading this verse the other day that says, Psalms 37 verse 23 says, the Lord directs the path, the steps of the godly. This is New Living Translations. Um, he delights in every detail of their lives. Uh, the Lord is very meticulous with detail and something I come to realization with recently because there's a lot of times that we don't want to give the Lord the every detail of our lives. We want to like keep the detailed stuff to us, but like he actually cares about it and he actually wants to help um, a lot if we let him uh, because I read, I was reading the part two to Rebecca Brown's Set the Captive Free. I'm now reading um, Prepare for War. So that's like the follow-up book. Um and Rebecca Brown was sharing how she came to realization through conversation with the Lord and the Holy Spirit that the Lord delights in detail and he wants to know our everything that we do. Like he wants us to come to him about everything. Like that's the whole point. Um, and we tend to leave that out in lives we only come to him about big situations or like we come to him like like literally like we go to a rich dad but that like that lacks character <laughs> and that lacks that lacks relationship like you and your dad were like really close when you were younger but like dad always works so you, this is an analogy, by the way, you only go to him when you need money. But the Lord's not like that because the Lord always works, but he's omnipresent and he's always conversating with you. So, like, he's not always working. I mean, he is always working, but he's always attentive to you. Like, he's unlike an earthly father, and we lack the understanding of that. So we think just like an earthly father He's our rich dad that we just go to when we need money or need something, and then we walk away with um, no real relationship or telling him what's going on on, on about our lives. Um, like he doesn't already know, but he wants to hear it from our mouths. A lot of the times when I'm struggling with stuff, I tell people this all the time. Some people come in, um, you know, comment to me and DM me and say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. How do I do with X, Y, and Z?" And, and I, the number one thing I tell them is like, honestly. The way that I've seen anybody get over anything with, like, as in terms of a, a consistent, persistent sin with talking to the Lord is talking to the Lord. Like, literally just talking to your father and, like, telling him, hey, this is something that I like, truthfully, or I don't like, depending on how you feel about whatever you're doing and you can't and I just can't shake it I need help like take I don't know if you're going to take this desire away from me or how you're going to do it but I need help it's a humility just go to him in humility and be like I cannot do this without you um and that's how I, I you know experience it but with the detail thing it was very detailed of God to tell him how he wanted the temple set up. Not the temple, but the, well, yeah, the temple for um, where the Ark of the Covenant was going to be held. 
uh, he was meticulous on the detail and I read it. Um, and I, in the past I've read it like kind of like bored and sluggish or whatever, but this time around it was different. I read it with like so much interest and I've never read it like that before. Um, I read how he wanted the robes to be for for Aaron and his sons, like to be his priests, like, and how he wanted the 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 crowns and the turbans to be like. It just was so meticulous in detail and so specific, and I just loved it. Um, and it makes sense now why God said earlier, Aaron and his sons, you're gonna set before me, Aaron and his sons as priests, um, because. The sons of Levi were Aaron and his sons, and they were the ones who were on the side of the Lord continuing um, the children of Israel's lineage and killing off the ones who worship idols. Now, this it sounds... So this is why we I brought up the, the Old Testament, New Testament, God conversation early in the beginning. Because it sounds aggressive and abrupt and like straightforward and no mercy. Um, but we have no say. <laughs> That's basically what I'm trying to say. We have no say. Um, and what God does, what his purposes is, what his reasoning is, uh, we see if they were to continue this up down the lineage, this would have been a lineage of corrupt, idol worship children. And he can't have that. He's trying to get the son of man to come through this lineage. A pure lineage that worships and serves God. So um, even though every single person that was a servant of God in this lineage and in this family line was not perfect. The son of man was going to be perfect. So that's all that mattered. Does it make sense? So the reason why I titled this episode sacrifice needed for service, because we see towards the end, we see very, 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 very clearly towards the end Moses says, today you have been ordained for service of the Lord, each one at the cost of his brother and his his son and his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. It was very clear, very evident, very obvious. Something needed to happen before they were set apart and set, set forth for service. Now they're, they're set forth to be priests for... Um, for for the atonement of other sins. It's interesting because it's like they needed to, and for a lot of people, this is hard to, to, to grasp because the, the example of this is so um, Old Testament. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. It's so Old Testament. But like it needed to take place uh i think paul says in in the in in a epistle somewhere he says something purchase the evil from among you like that it needed to take place you couldn't have corrupt idol worshiping and making sin, atonement for sins on the behalf of people 
to God, to the one true living God, and you have people serving other God, it just doesn't equal up. And my whole point of bringing in this conversation is to remind us that sometimes we're going through things, sometimes we experience things, sometimes God is chopping and cutting certain things out of our lives and out of our characters and shaping us and molding us and shifting us for service. So this is where sacrifice is needed. We go from obedience and now we go to sacrifice. And we don't throw out sacrifice altogether uh, for the sake of obedience. The same way we don't throw out obedience altogether for the sake of sacrifice. There's a balance and there's needed for both. But in this case, the sacrifice is needed for service. There would be no way that they, the, the sons of Levi, could be priests for the others if they did not purge the evil from among them, if they did not make a sacrifice to say, God over everything. Sometimes we're going to lose family along the way, lose friends along the way, following the voice of the Lord. Um, Jesus talks about counting the costs, but he also says, you know, if you don't, if you love your mother more than me, your father more than me, your children more than me, you're not worthy of me. It's harsh, right? But for some of us, we see it as harsh and then we get to the point of being in his manifested presence and feeling the entirety of his love fill the room as we worship him, as we pray to him, as we're speaking and conversating with him, as we grow in deeper relationship with him, we realize the fulfillment of his love. No man, woman, nor child could give that. Whether they're related to you or not, he created those that are related to you. So they have to serve him the same way that you do. And if you're not willing to look past the thoughts of family this is something I had to come across and realize. Friends, this is something I had to realize. Coworkers, look past the thoughts of old friends from high school or whatever, what they're gonna say about you. Like, for serving God and being open and you're not worthy and it's just ultimately saying that, bro, he laid down his life for you <laughs> before you even knew he existed for half of us. We, before we even understood Jesus had an existence, before we even knew him for real. He did it for people who didn't know him, who didn't care about him, who lived all sorts of ways and sometimes will will accept Christ and still fall to sin and still be in a cycle of sin, but he will deliver us out of it 
like the cost of serving Christ is so much more than we can imagine. But the rewards is beyond our understanding. So, I say that to say, um, sacrifice is extremely needed for service. You're going to have to give up something, someone, maybe everything, probably, most likely, it's always going to be everything. <laughs> um, and I know it sounds crazy, it's like, God's going to make me give up everything to serve him. Um, you want to serve him, right? When you look at the, when you compare and contrast, like sometimes I'll, I'll just think, I'm like, dang, God, you really want me to give up this, like for real? And then you just compare the cost of the cross and the reward of eternity for you just accepting and believing. And you're like, uh, I'm good. The only reason why we care so much is because we could see it, feel it, touch it, and taste it. But we don't understand the only reason why we could feel, see, touch it, and taste it is because of his life inside our body right now. And if our, that life leaves, we're going to see how real the afterlife is. And my prayer for you is if you stumbled upon this and you are, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in the Bible or believe in God, um, I'm going to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, there's none like you. You're seated above everything overseer of everything, the creator of all. Your love is astounding. Your mercy is beyond my comprehension. Your grace out of this world. Right now I come before you on behalf of anybody who would listen to this podcast and wouldn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Jesus, I ask that you should reveal to them who you are right now in this very moment. Touch their hearts. Enter the space that they are dwelling in. Let this be a special anointing and a blessing on this audio format. Years and years down the line, Wherever these people could be listening to this, wherever they could be at listening to this, I pray that you just touch them with your special love, Lord. Reveal to them the love that you had for the world, that you gave your only begotten Son to die on a cross for their sins. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, on behalf of every single person that is listening to this podcast that is stepping into service, I pray that you give them the heart, give them the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, give them 
the revelation and the passion to let go of the things of this world. Remind them what you have already done and what you're getting ready to do. Remind them of the eternal rewards. Remind them that this is just not it. We don't just stop here, Lord, but we, we go on and on and on and on for eternity. And there's one place we could spend it. There's another place we could spend it, but we only want to spend it at that one place with you, with our Lord and Savior. So lead us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And even though we'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. You are with us. Your, your, your rod and your staff comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies and our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in your house, as we dwell in your word, as we dwell in your will. Let us walk in your will. Let your will be done and let your kingdom come here on earth as it is on he in, in heaven, Father God. Let us be walking, living examples of Christ. Although we might not be perfect, although we might be still in sin, Father God, we believe by faith, believing in you to carry us and see us through that you pour out your righteousness upon us and took up upon our sin on the cross of Calvary. It's nothing that we could do but a free gift given unto us. A high price was paid for our souls. We accept that high price, O oh Lord. We step into the calling. We step into your will. We step into your way. Set before us your path, Father God, that you have already written into history. Let us walk in it and let us not derail from it. Father God, let us be in your perfect will and no other. We're just servants in the kingdom. Psalm says, if I could just be a doorkeeper, the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I know you have called us more than just a doorkeep. You have called us more for service. But there's things that might be holding us back. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus. You lift those things out of our way, Father God. You move those mountains, Lord. You give us a thrashing sledge, this hammer to crush those mountains that are set before us. So we pray, Father God, that your word, that is like a hammer that crushes rock, that is like fire that burns up anything. Father God, let your word burn up the works of darkness that is set before us, every single plan of the enemy to distract us, derail us, and block us from our destiny. We burn it up in the unquenchable fire of the Lord right now. We say we accept your will, we accept your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. I really love this mic. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. No, it's true. I love this mic because uh, I heard it, actually, because um, I had to stop the recording, and I, I, I played a little bit of what was recorded, and I was like, wow, this is great. So when it comes time for service uh, at Freedom Wave online, it will be good quality. So get ready for that next month. Very excited. Beginning the series of Seasons of Warfare. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead. It's freedomwave.us. No, no, no. Yeah, it's freedomwave.us. 
No, it's what? It's free. To, yeah, I don't know. Okay, guess what? Here's what. You want to know what? I have an Instagram. It's called Freedom Wave US. Click the link tree in that Instagram and it will tell you exactly what it is because for some reason I don't know what I'm saying right now. Um, follow my personal Instagram, Elisha Brown, E L I I, two I's, S H A, Brown like the color, both on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. And then you can follow Freedom Wave US on all pro- platforms at the same time. At. So Freedom Wave, not Freedom Waves, Freedom Wave US, like us, but United States also, same difference. Um, and is there anything else? Yeah, feel blessed by this message. Give to the work of this ministry. Um, it will be greatly appreciated. There's a lot that needs to still get done, a lot that needs to still um, be worked on and and all that great stuff. Um, I want to start a book club so badly very soon because I just been reading a lot of good, good, good testimonials. I just hope you know that when the book club starts, it's going to be like a variety of books, but it's going to be mainly testimonials because you know I love my testimonials. I love my testimonials and I'm working on my own testimonial um, video and book so that whenever the Lord sets that forth and lets every, all the cards fall into place. I'm just following in his will and in his way and in his word, whenever all the cards fall into place uh, and he says it's good to go and ready to publish and ready to share and all that good stuff that will happen. Um, I think the testimony video will come out sooner though than you expect. I think it should be out. I don't know. I don't, I can't give it a date for real, but I'm, I'm writing it because it's, it's going to probably be like running. I'm sorry, but it's going to probably run like an hour, 58 minutes or something. Um, and it's going to be in different parts, but I'm going to edit it, of course, obviously. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode uh, of Freedom Wave podcast. Catch you in the next one. Um, I'm not going to give what the next episode might be because I don't know. I always say that and then it's not that and I'm just lying at this point and my father is not a father of lies. That's the other guy. So um, I have to keep my word when I say certain things. Um, so I don't know exactly what the next episode is going to be but I, I do know I enjoyed this episode. I haven't did an episode of Freedom Wave in a long time. I, I did another one. Uh, it was supposed to come out. But sometimes I just think about the topics that I talk about and I'm just like, this is just niche. <laughs> this is just something that I just talk about with the Lord, but I don't ever really want to share because it's like, did nobody, does anybody really care about this? Like having this conversation? No, they probably don't. One. And two, um, is this going to be like the most edifying or is people just going to be confused? And so I just have to take all that stuff into account and stuff like that when I speak. Um, podcast and stuff. Everybody wants to start a podcast just to chat. That's not me. It's purpose in everything that I do. So, yeah, 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 yeah. This is Freedom Way Podcast, and I will catch you in the next one. God bless you. Have a blessed day, night, whenever you're watching this, and I'll see you next time.